I may not be an explorer or an adventurer, but I'm proud of what I am. And what is that? I'm a co-host of Oh, That's a Scary Movie. (laughs) Same. Welcome to Oh, That's a Scary Movie. I'm Ashley McLaughlin. And I'm Nathan Simmons, and we're very tipsy. (laughs) So this week we did something a little different. Yeah. A little different. We watched this week's movie together. Together. Because what better way to kick off Cozy Horror Month than to watch a movie together, not like stress ourselves out taking notes, literally just shoot the breeze and watch a movie that we both love so much. But I don't know if it was a great idea because now (laughs) we're hammered. A little bit. I said tipsy, but if I'm being honest, uh, I feel like I've been in the desert for years. Yes, for three years. For three years. Which I did not realize. Big old was time, time jump gap. in this movie. Um, guys, so wait, we're watching what movie are we watching? We watched 1999's The Mummy, starring the... Uh, Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weiss, and directed by Stephen Sommers. And um, yeah, Ashley, mm-hmm. first thing I want to say about yeah. this movie before we get into like our history with it and everything. Say it. This movie is babes on babes on babes. Babes, on babes. babes so many to babes. the wall. Uh, Brendan <laughs> Fraser, gorgeous. Rachel oh. Vice, total bombshell. Oh. John Hanna, funny yes. and handsome. Patricia <laughs> Vasquez, an absolute vision. Uh-huh. Oded Fair is daddy. I will not be taking any questions at this time. <laughs> Arnold Vosloo, an absolute hunk. Like, Everyone what the so fuck? Hot. Everyone in this movie is Everyone so is pretty. So <laughs> Everyone is so hot. And, like, I, I remembered, like, uh, well, I definitely remembered Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weisz being hot per- in yes, this movie. Yes, But rewatching it tonight, I'm like, holy shit. Every single person in this movie is attractive. Everyone's gorgeous and they look good. They look good sweating, which Everyone is weird. so nice. Glistening. Yeah. I'm here for it. Glistening. This was <laughs> a glistening film. Everyone sparkled with sweat. I'm <sighs> here for it. Um, what was our guy who was like Bobo, uh, Bobo Brendan Fraser? Oh, oh, the the American guy. The, there's there's the American guy with Stephen the Dunham, whose his name is Isaac in the movie, which does not yes. fit that character. Henderson, he, Henderson. He was the yes, equate, yes. the equate. Uh, Brendan Fraser, <laughs> the good and gather Brendan Fraser. Um, <laughs> apparently auditioned for the role and didn't get it. So yeah, Ashley. <laughs> I'm just going to apologize ahead of time for our listeners because yeah, this yeah. is a sloppier episode than it's normal. But we're sloppy. so This is going to be sloppy. This has been, this is so fun. I love this movie it is. so much. And oh, let me just say, yes. can I say right now? You may. Um, Let's, I want to back up for just a minute. So we are doing cozy horror this month yes. for November. So not necessarily scary not stuff. Not necessarily super scary. Um, and we have a pretty hot November coming up that I'm really excited about. <laughs> There's some really pretty people in our next few movies, for sure. I'm super excited. Yeah. And I'm really glad that we got to watch this movie together. Yes. Um, but yeah, right off the bat, everyone is hot. <laughs> <laughs> we are five minutes in and that's like the main point we've made. I hope you guys understand 
how hot everyone is. Every single person in this movie. All right. Beautiful. We can move past. Um, But yeah, it's cozy horror. (laughs) Uh, Just stuff that makes us feel warm and fuzzy. Right. Like movies that we've put on a bunch of times too. Yeah. And they might be scary. They might be. And and the thing with this movie is when you first like brought it up, I was like, that's not really that scary. No. But. It has some creepy bits. It does. And there are some jump scares. Yes. And the more I read about it, um, the more that I see that maybe it might have started out as a horror movie or they sure. didn't really know what kind of movie they were making. It's interesting. Yeah. It, and it's very like a singular kind of movie, right. for, especially for the time that it came out, um, which I guess that's the best way to like segue into when was, do you remember the first time you saw this or like, what's your history with I this really movie? I don't remember the actual first time watching it. I just... It's kind of like our friendship. I just remember it happening. I don't remember how it started. <laughs> Two things that have always been there. Nathan and Rick O'Connell. <laughs> yeah, it's. I, I don't remember where my love affair started with this sure. movie, but it started a long ass time ago and I've loved it for years. Yeah. Um, this has always been a favorite movie of mine. Same. Yeah. Um, even when when you brought it up, and I was like, that's not really that scary. But you know what? I I don't give a shit. Because and it's also I love not. This movie. It's also not the silliest movie I've brought up for the it's show. It's not. It's yeah. not. And and it and it kind of has one thing that Ryan and I kind of disagree on in this movie is I love it because it has everything, and Ryan kind of wishes they sort of maybe have reined it in a little bit and like maybe picked a genre and stuck with right. it like the cheese factor and the all over the placeness of it right really kind of like threw him off yeah so yeah. let's go ahead and hear what he has to say about it i really enjoy the movie you know it's one of those that i'll watch anytime that it's on just suck you in has a feel good to it but what is it is it a joke a joke makes it make more sense to me but i have no clue what they were going for No, that was fun. But I, he does love it. He does. He did. You know, it's one of those movies where well, like, the thing is, he's not wrong. This no, movie is like all over the place. It is. But like, and, and that's what I told you. Like, when I think of like a big Hollywood blockbuster. Yeah, a crowd pleaser. This is the movie that I yes. think of. Yeah. Like when I think of popcorn fun, right. this is something I think of yes. for sure. Uh, stuff like this and like the 90s were a weird time i've talked about this a little bit on silver linings playlist but like there was this weird little time where we were getting revisits of either like pulp movies or Mm -hmm. like pulp like uh ip or remakes of classic films like there was a big push i feel like in the 90s for classic adventure movies so we got stuff like the Rocketeer, and we got I like the I love the Rocketeer I saw that too. In the movies in, in the movies, I saw that in the theater with my parents. Oh, I did not. I'm I so did. Yeah, I got the I little cup movie. with like the Rocketeer top on top of it. I can. Oh, that's like great! I have a Rocketeer toy on my desk God, at work. I love like, the Rocketeer yeah. so much. Um, yeah, no, I like movies like The Rocketeer and The Shadow and The Phantom and uh, you know, pulp adaptations like Dick Tracy. You know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like there was this uh, and another. Uh, guilty pleasure of mine, the Mark of Zorro, or the Mask of Zorro, right. rather. Yeah. Um, there was this weird little kind of push to recapture the kind of Howard Hawks esque 
adventure yeah. movies of the the 40s and 50s. Yeah. And there's something so old Hollywood about this movie. Yes. Um that even though I was not around makes me very nostalgic and I really well, love it. We were talking about how Brendan Fraser has this very like kind of Cary Grant or Errol yes. Flynn quality to him where he's mm-hmm. he feels like an old-timey swashbuckling star. Yes. Even though it's weird what rewatching it now, realizing how he he kind of disappears in the movie a little bit a towards little the towards middle. The like middle, yeah. He he's just kind of there to be extraordinarily handsome in the dual wheeled pistols. Just but uh beautiful. yeah, no, I was when this movie came out, 1999, 1999 yeah. I believe I was ten years old, ten or eleven. I was um, yeah, I was twelve. Okay. Whoa. I'm a year older than you, Nathan. Excuse okay. me. All right. Jeez. I saw this at the Dollar Theater in Panama City oh, at cute. the mall with my parents and my sister. And this was a big hide your eyes movie when we saw it. Sure. Like every time uh, the sort of decomposed juicy form of the, yeah. the mummy was on screen, we would have to close our eyes. And there were a couple bits with the scarabs and stuff that my yeah, parents yeah. were like, this is fucking hardcore. But yeah, I, I was honestly like, it was one of those movies that I was shocked that my parents took me to see because my folks were very much like, and it's funny. I don't know that we've gotten into this because we're on a horror podcast. Okay. Uh, I wasn't really allowed to watch horror movies as a kid. I think you did mention that on Halloween because okay, yes, yeah, for that's ha- right. Because Halloween was like a big because I was for like, you. guys, wait, it's edited for television. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I so I had a hard time sleeping through the night when I was a little kid. Aww. I would have, I would, my sister had night terrors, and then I would also, I was just a little bitch. <laughs> I I legitimately was like scared of every, scared of the dark, scared of everything. Sure. And still am, and I I couldn't deal with um with with horror stuff um and so it was a very big deal that my parents were like let's go see the mummy mm-hmm. uh, because I guess my dad had heard that it was more of an action adventure movie and it yeah. is it, it, really it, is. it really is I like I it's not no I mean you saw me like I jumped a couple of times on there's the couch a couple of really good bits it. yeah and there's a couple I, of really like. Mostly the claustrophobic stuff yes. and the under the skin yeah. stuff. Oh, I do not like the under the so skin. So this stuff. is like this is kind of like your thing with things in water, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't like things. So I want to watch. There's a movie on. And Hulu. water is the skin of the world. The earth. <laughs> I've always said that. <laughs> I've always said that water's the skin. Um, <laughs> there's a movie that just came out on Hulu. Um, I can't remember the name of it right now because I'm drunk. The Water Boy. No, <laughs> no, it's got Pierce. Brosnan. Yes. And he plays a doctor and he's a... Oh, false positive. Yes. Yes. It has Alana Glazer from Broad City. In it. Yes. Yeah. And I want to watch that, but I'm... I... Is that A24 a... horror movie? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. The, the, like the stuff like moving in her belly. I haven't... Yeah. I can't... I haven't watched things, it yet either. Things moving under skin. Body is... horror in general is a, yes. is a real trigger for me. Yeah. Uh, it's why stuff like The Fly fucks me up. I can't. Yeah. Um, and uh, but yeah, there, there's a couple bits in here that like really stuck with me as a kid. But like, this was a huge movie for my family and I. Um, yeah, my sister and I especially. Once this movie came out on VHS, this was like one of those where we were like, we have to buy this immediately. Like it was a must. That's how George of the Jungle was for me and my sure. Sisters. Okay, so yeah, this is a good time <laughs> to get into the Brendan Fraser of it all. You, we both love Brendan love Fraser. Him. 
And I, I understand that like, there's a weird little divide on him. Like some people think he's a little too cartoony or like goofy, but that's why he works for me. That is unimaginable to me. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I love this man so much that I cannot imagine anyone disliking him. See, my dad back in the day disliked Brendan Fraser until this movie. Yeah. Because he was like, he, all he does is cartoon movies. He was like George of the Jungle and Dudley Do Right, and and also just like dumb stoner I comedies never like Encino. It's bad. But then he also did what was that? He did a he did a Looney movie. Tunes movie. He did a serious. He did movie. Crash. He did Crash, but there was another movie. Which sucks. Um, no, he did another movie with a bunch of other young male actors at the time. Uh, um, and it was like a more it was like a drama. Hold up, was it? sexy guys the movie <laughs> the motion picture totally sexy guys the motion picture let's see let's run through his <laughs> pull up he, the imd airheads nope not probably not that one nope, not uh that one. gods and monsters blast airheads from the... is another one that i get mixed up with in like encino man sure and, like, all of those Dubra. oh i i also enjoyed him in blast from the past yes monkey bone ryan loves blast from the past there's some fun stuff in that one uh journey to the end of night crash looney tunes back in action i'm not hearing it. the quiet american i'm not hearing what i'm thinking of bedazzled i love bedazzled now if you want still range, breathing if you guys want range Go fucking watch Bedazzled. If you want range, <laughs> go watch Bedazzled. I'm gonna. I gotta find out what this fucking movie. I is. adore him, and and like you know later stuff like uh you know Journey to the Center of the Earth, which is terrible, but he's very fun in it. Like I, there's something very charming about him, and he seems so very charming. game. Yes. Um, currently, I've mentioned this on the show before. I review every episode of Doom Patrol for AIPTcomics.com. It's my favorite show on television. And Brendan Fraser plays Robot Man, the voice of Robot Man, Cliff Steele, on Doom Patrol. And he mm-hmm. delivers this incredible, vulnerable, extremely funny performance in every episode. It. Um, it's a very bizarre show, but he brings so much humanity to that role. Yeah. And he's having a comeback. Like, he's had a rough several years, and he's, yeah. like, he's kind of the internet's boyfriend now, like, in the way that Keanu I'm Reeves so was a couple years ago. It. And I'm here for it, too. I can't wait to watch that Aronofsky movie that he's doing. Yeah. Um, like, he's got a really good 2022. And you know what? We're here to celebrate him today. Yes. Sorry, I'm looking for this movie. I've got to find it. It's driving me crazy. Okay. He was in Son-in-Law? Is it School Ties with... Uh, yes. That's what it is. School Ties. School Ties. Sorry. Go ahead. That's it. That's, that's the one with Chris O'Donnell and yeah, everything? Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So that's... You had nothing to add to that? That's just, it. Just that I like that movie. I like that movie. And he was in it. <laughs> he was in it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I... This was a big deal for me. I... I thought he was so cool so fun this was a movie that i watched over and over again yes. when it came out on vhs you know you had those movies as a kid where you'd finish it and hit rewind immediately yes. and just start it again mm-hmm. and then i would just sit there and like write or draw or whatever mm-hmm. whatever cool stuff on. that i did with no friends um <laughs> just watch the mummy again and again and make my plans uh, <laughs> Yeah, I I just adore this movie, and I was so glad that like you were down to cover it for the show. I'm so down. So, do you want to jump into? What I guess in so. The movie? So we start with a prologue 
uh, with some dicey prologue. CGI. Yeah, um, the prologue. Ryan had Ryan had issues with the pro- prologue. That yeah. was his first like cheese factor. About was it, it just that like every just, everything's was... very over the top? Yeah. Guys covered in gold paint. Yeah, which the gold paint. Sure. And I said this to you. Like, is that the guys in gold paint? Like, yeah. The guards of the palace. That's like the dress code. They have like, is that a requirement of employment? I don't know. I think I would be down to work anywhere that was like, you get to be gold all day. Yeah, but like, how long does it take you to put that gold paint on? And how long and are the how shifts? How long do you take it off? Like, how long does it take to take it off? Sure. Then do you just eventually, like, because sometimes, like, if I stay up really late and I know you I'm just going go into work with the same makeup the, the same next day? eyeliner that I had on sure. the night before. Sure. Like, do you just keep the gold paint on? All I the mean, time? like, I went to, we went out last weekend. We did. Uh, we're out very late at a, we at a local bar. And then I spent the, same the next day in the same eyeliner, <laughs> same pants, uh, same skirt. I, I don't know. I like, I, yeah, I, I get it. Like sometimes you go out to work after, uh, you know, sure. go out after work with the boys. And then you still got all your gold on. You still have your gold on. And then like. I don't know. I feel like when you first start out the job, you're gold. You're golden your whole body. Yes. And then by like month four, you're like, bro, only my arms and legs are showing. I'm just sure. Do like just from, the key areas from the knee down. Yeah, you're not getting shoulder like, down. <laughs> is someone going around checking every week? Like I want. To I'm know. pretty sure your dick's not gold. <laughs> right. I need to know the gold protocol. Gold. Yeah. The gold to call, if you will. Sure. Of course. If I and I shall. Um, <laughs> no, I I. Th- that's a great question. Unfortunately, the movie doesn't answer doesn't that for answer us it. because it's more interested uh, in the fact that he uh, smudged your Im- shoulder. Paint. Imhotep smudged Anaxinamun's shoulder uh, paint, and then they both murder the pharaoh. Yeah, it's it's wow. Because Imhotep hired a whole bunch of priests to stand guard while he banged the pharaoh's lady. Right. Like, do you put out a Craigslist ad for that? Or I like need some face- guys. <laughs> ISO, some gold dudes to guard the door. I need some dudes. I'm in a fight. (laughs) Have you seen that? Did I send you that? There's a screenshot of this text that went viral where the guy goes, send dudes. And he's like, do you mean nudes? He's like, no, I'm in a fight. I need men. (laughs) No, but that's amazing. (laughs) That's what I I thought of like during this scene. I need need, men. I need men. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of, and I I don't know. But then also his punishment, Imhotep's punishment is to be cursed with eternal life, immortality, and the ability to call down plagues. Right. The strength of the ages, as Odin Fair tells us. What? What a punishment. Poor guy. And I must say, when I was younger, I thought the smudging of the arm paint was a lot more clever than the it actually is. of the arm. Because he comes in and he's like, who has touched who you? Who has touched you? And I was uh, like, oh, that's clever. Smudging of the arm paint is very reminiscent of kissing of a tiger in a recent uh, Silver Linings episode. <laughs> smudging of the arm paint. Um, but yeah, so the, the, the Magi are sworn to prevent Imhotep's return. Sure. And uh, as the Wikipedia page tells <laughs> us, um, and then we jump forward to 1926 when Jonathan rolls into town. I Evie knocks over a bunch of like. I didn't realize bookshelves. it was that much of a gap in time that it was three years between the time that he well, first I'm... went to Hamanatra. Oh right, because we get the yeah the Hamanatra sequence. Yeah. yeah. So like he's at Hamanatra, they're fighting. He gets Ben Benny. Benny runs away. Yeah, and he gets taken by. 
who does no he doesn't get taken by he doesn't anybody. get taken that at that point but he's he's fighting off the magi and then he's like in the desert he's in the desert and a bunch of like ghosts like throw sand at him yeah it's a weird a sequence big old, like sand mouth big old sand the, the face on mars face on mars do you remember that there were like there were like commercials <laughs> for the face on mars yes. They're like, you order this tape. It'll tell you everything about the face on Mars. And then they did a really bad X-Files episode about it. Things I haven't thought about in a really long time. Yeah. We got to think about the face on Mars. He's still up there. We cannot forget about the face on Mars. (laughs) He's still up there. So yeah, three years later. Three years later, (laughs) Jonathan shows up with a key Evelyn um, is Rachel Vice's living large. She's a librarian. She's knocking over stuff. She's, She's getting yelled at by the, the, the head librarian who has uh, uh, all sorts of exposition for her. She goes, I, I can translate any language. Right. My mother and father were explorers. Explorers. They were, they were archaeologists. Explorers. And here's the thing. Like, I know... I know this movie is about a mummy coming back to life and But there's some silly shit in it. <laughs> the fact that she knocked over all those fucking bookshelves like is it's, really hard for me to Like believe. it's dominoes. And I know. It's such a Looney Tunes moment. It's, but I love it. It's so incredible. And she's so gorgeous when she does it. She is beautiful. She really is. I like yeah, this is a <laughs> this was a turning point for young Nathan, like seeing oh, young Rachel Weisz well. in this movie, like, and 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 Brendan Fraser, like Rachel Weisz. I was like, oh, there's so many things in the, rewatching it tonight. I was like, there's mm-hmm. so many things that happened in this movie that reflect shaped you as a human shaped what I find attractive <laughs> in women. And then there's so many things that Brendan Fraser does in this movie that shaped how I style myself sure. as a person. Like I legitimately like, I was like, Oh, that's why I like having a little bit of hair in my face on they're, one side. They're both this so is why I beautiful. love a scarf. God love a boot moment. Every man should always dress like Rick O'Connell. 1000%. <laughs> Rick right O'Connell or wall. Nathan Drake from Uncharted, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Um yeah, so they they find out that there's one guy who knows uh the location of Hamanoptra. It's Rick O'Connell. It's Rick O'Connell who uh makes a dicey move on her yeah i i'm not really here for that when he like, kisses when he her kisses her through the through bars the, yeah the kiss thing and and i said this to you that it was a very that's a very 90s action movie thing to do i feel like like oh right. i'm about to die so let me get one like let me get hyper one, get... masculine well, thing again in. it's a weird moment especially since he kind of like He's kind of a grosso through the movie, but in a charming way. And yeah. that's the one moment where I'm just like, come on, dude. I, I don't know. I, I feel like even the times where he is a grosso, it's not. It's usually cute. It's not very convincing. And it's sure. like, oh, this is the time for me to act oh, like a grosso. Oh, sure. There's a, lot of, I mean? there's a lot of moments in the movie where it seems like he's trying to put on like a tough guy front. Yes. Yes, I yeah. agree. And I think that that's when he's most charming. Same. I think when it doesn't work is when he's just legitimately like, this is, I'm an action movie hero and this is what's expected and of me. That's honestly what I find so fucking hot about Rick O'Connell is because... <laughs> Like he God, he's so <laughs> respectful. <laughs> like he acts like a dick, but he's not. No, he's not. <laughs> 
but he's good with guns. And he looks good in a scarf. And he'll kick open a door and throw you on a bed and then leave you. (laughs) (laughs) Good for him. And good for you. Good for us. Uh, good for all of us. Honestly, guys, if you're not, if you haven't watched this movie, pause it. Go watch it now. Because it, the episodes just get hornier from here. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But the, um, yeah, no, it's it's interesting. Also, he's he has the whitest teeth of any prisoner of all time. He does. He does. Um, and he gets he gets hung. We watch a prolonged <laughs> sequence where it is long. Uh, and I don't mean that like he's hung. I just mean that he's long. <laughs> but I mean that like he's literally he's like take him to the gallows. And he he's hanging for a long time. Brendan Fraser apparently actually passed out filming this because yeah. it like cut off his his artery or something. Like because yeah. the director told him he really wanted him to sell it, and his solution to that was to tighten the rope a little bit more before they dropped him. That's not. That's Which is cool. the kind of thing that like a green actor would do yeah. in a situation where there's maybe not as much oversight as there should be. Which has right. been a very big topic of conversation in the last couple yeah. last couple of weeks. We're not going to get into that right now. No, but uh, I I'm you know what I'm glad that he's alive. Same. Apparently, he wasn't their first choice, right? No. You said that there were a couple other choices. Yeah, yeah. I was reading today, and there were quite a few other choices um leo dicaprio brad pitt tom cruise who ended wow. up being in the reboot and right um and then brendan fraser they went with and, and leonardo dicaprio even went as far as to um he said he was going to reschedule his shoot for the beach yeah which i love the beach um it's like one that's of, one i haven't seen in a minute i love and i love beach. danny boyle i just that's one i've never rewatched. i love the beach okay um i mean you might not care for possible it, contender for this series not scary. not scary okay yeah. i don't remember a whole lot of it i mean it's it'd be a good one for uh your other show maybe oh for silver linings yeah. <laughs> for aipt comics yeah no for james bond i have so for many james podcasts bond. you do for james bond. i'm doing a james bond podcast soon. um I can't remember how the beach ends. Anyways, um, yeah, so Leonardo DiCaprio was going to do the beach, or he was doing the beach, mm-hmm. and he got offered this film to play Rick O'Connell, and he wanted he tried to move scheduling for the beach to do this one, and it didn't work out, huh. which I'm kind of glad that happened, um, because I think... Well, and then ultimately, like, apparently during Steven's, there's this incredible article from uh, Entertainment Weekly. Mm -hmm. We should, we should put it in the show notes, but the, uh, it's an oral history of 1999's The Mummy. And they talk Mm -hmm. about, like, Steven Summers' first meeting about doing the movie was the studio was basically like, we can give you 15 million to make it. And he left the meeting thinking, I'm going to need that just for visual effects. Right. Um, it ended up costing like sixty million, which is like nothing by today's standards, but was a pretty huge budget back in like when this was made. Mm-hmm. And people were like, I don't know if it's gonna remake it like make its money back. And it did really well. Yeah. Um like I this was and I think it's still it's remembered a lot better than a lot of like popcorn movies from that time. Yeah. Um but yeah, I I think Brendan Fraser ended up getting the gig also because he was his fee was the lowest. Like there's a yeah. lot of actors in this movie who were either unknowns or their fees were low enough. Like um, John Hanna had only done like his biggest thing was four weddings and a funeral, mm-hmm. which was like, got him this gig. Like which they were like, great. we want someone funny. We want someone to just kind of riff and improv in he's the background. So great. in this. He's movie. hilarious. I love a fop. I love yes. this, this kind of, and he's still 
kind of dashing in a weird way because he mm-hmm. steps up when you need him. Yeah. And that's something I think the sequel is missing a lot because they play Jonathan way more for laughs mm-hmm. in the sequel. And I love the dynamic between, you know, you've got Evie who is sort of the buttoned up sibling and yeah. then you have Fuddy Jonathan Daddy. who is sort of all over the place. Yeah, a little bit of a cad. Yeah, I really like that dynamic. And, siblings. and, and as a kid, like the all of his gags like worked for me and my mm-hmm. sister. Him saying like, you know... Uh, you know, him on the boat, like getting scared by the fire and jumping mm-hmm. overboard and all that stuff. Um, yeah, I a uh, lot of exposition right up top. A lot of um, there's the bit where one of my favorite lines in the movie is she he says he knows where Hamanoptera is. And she says, do you swear? And he goes every damn day. Oh, yeah. Uh, this so movie, silly. This movie loves a one liner. So many good one liners. And so many bad one liners that I still love. I still love. You still love them because they're great. Um, but yeah, that that kiss leaves an impact on Evie because she's too uh, horny to read later. <laughs> Like she there's, can't even hang up her. She can't hang up a dress. dress. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, she's so funny in that scene. Like there's, there's some scenes in this where like, I feel like in a different actor's hands, she would mm-hmm. come across like too much of a damsel, and there's just something like, you know, I was thinking kooky about, about her. I was thinking about that when we were watching it, and th- and I didn't say it because I wanted to bring it up. Yeah, because we peek behind the curtain we said a lot of things watching the movie and we were really sad that we weren't recording while we were watching we should have just done a commentary track but i think that this is still i think you guys are getting peak us yes if you want to know what we're like when we hang out (laughs) this is very close but i was thinking while we were watching it um you know a lot of times in these kind of movies you have a character like evie and eventually she gets a weapon in her hand and she kills somebody yeah not in the mummy. We get a bit of that in the sequel. Okay. Yeah. It Evie is totally like needs help. She's also the brains though. Re- she is. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> but yes, she does she does lose a lot of her agency yeah. in the third act. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Evie. She's I I, I think she's hot. So but the, like, com- I... the comparison that came up during the movie was Vicky Vale in Batman eighty nine, which okay. we brought up on our last yeah, episode. Where She's very much like, let me be the object of affection that mm-hmm. the villain thinks I am so that I can save people. But then she has no plan from there. She's just pulled around town by Benny, uh, <laughs> you know, chained to altars, face to face with a zombie lady. Imhotep might as well say, like, me and Anaxuna Moon <laughs> saw you from across the bar. We like your vibe. <laughs> Can we buy you a drink? My thing with Evie is I just wish that she had the same pizzazz when she's like, I am a librarian. I wish she had that. What is a place like me doing in a girl like this? Yes, her drunk scene. I just, I I wish she had that confidence throughout the entire movie or at least found a little bit more of it at the end. And it is interesting because like the first half of the movie has her doing stuff like that, like bartering with the warden. She becomes more of a damsel as the movie goes on. And I really don't. It's a bummer. It is. Especially because she, the first thing they do when they get into the tomb 
is she does something in the first 20 minutes of the movie that Indiana Jones does at like the hour mark of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm -hmm. Like she gets that little mirror scene where she immediately figures out the reflection. And in my head, I was like, oh, that's your, like that's Hollywood shorthand for telling us this is a more capable person than Indiana Jones. She knows things. Right. Yeah. She doesn't even have to kill a Nazi to do it. Which Although I love. I'm all for killing Nazis. Sure. Yeah. And I love so right before <laughs> so so they get they get him out of the prison. Yeah. They're setting out in the desert to go find Hamanoptra. And then we have our our she's all that moment. Oh sure. Um, where they're buying the camel. They both get one. They do both get one. Because yes. he starts off looking like Raggedy George of the Jungle. He does. And then he turns into handsome Clark Kent for a second. <sighs> Yeah. Uh, like when he shows up and she just, on the boat. she literally goes like, uh, Oh, Oh, is my same response. I feel, I get it. Yeah, I totally get it. And then she has her moment later with yes. the, with the black veil and the eyeliner and all Oof. the things when they're, if she the loses camels. her glasses. She's fine. Sure. She can totally see. Yeah. What were those glasses for? Cause I we never know. see them for the rest of the movie. I don't know, but it did make young nathan sure like ladies with glasses um <laughs> this is a formative film um yeah no i she they both get their own little like oh my god she's actually moment. beautiful moment yeah. uh it makes me want to rewatch not another not another teen movie right. oh she's got a smock on <laughs> Although she's been hot from the beginning. There's a lot of weird lines where Jonathan essentially is just like, my sister's a pretty ravishing woman, isn't she? And Rick Rick is, so that Rick can say like, yeah, she's wonderful. Right. But it's it's weird that Jonathan's like wingmanning his sister uh, for this criminal. Right, sure. But I mean, there are worse people. No, if, if, okay. You have a sister. I have a She's married. She is. But if... I say that like it's a bad thing. I'm like, she is. She is. <laughs> but if Brendan Fraser was like... Would you So let... what's going on with your sister? That's my Brendan Fraser impression. <laughs> uh, sounds like Garfield. Uh, I would be like, I. you know what? I'll ask her. I'll like, ask I would even just like... <laughs> Jess, uh, Brendan Fraser uh, wants to know what's going on. Yeah, so okay. So now we're we're in it. We are we're in it to win it. We're in the desert. They're riding their camels, which I called donkeys. Yeah. Oh, watching. we get uh after the big fight on the boat, we get I you know, the the great uh looks like we've got all the horses. Right. Oh, and we didn't mention we're introduced to the Americans on the boat sure. to Hamanatra. Yes. Yeah, and they're a bunch there's a of... whole American group that they're... is like a bunch of opportunistic dick bags, cowboys, and, and it's weird because like this movie was is filmed mostly in London, sure. Um, but like uh, Stephen Summers is an American director, right. and it is very funny to see like a whole lot of there's a lot of ugly American jokes, yes, which I loved. I no, genuinely I mean, like I, liked I most of them, it. like these barbarians. And it's, I mean, the, the, the Americans are very much cowboys and yes. it's, and, and they make jokes about the Americans being cowboys, but like, Oh, there's a whole bit where the Americans on a burning boat are like firing their guns yeah. and, and screaming yeehaw. yeehaw. And Jonathan goes like, you bloody Americans. Americans. <laughs> and you know great. what? As an American, you're like, yep. Yep, that's this what we're is like. Pretty much it. I'm confused because one of them ain't holding a McRib. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I I'm not I, mad about it. I get it. Like it's it's fun, but yeah, it is. Uh, Benny uh, 
guys watch this movie just watch it because we're jumping around we're jumping around a lot benny uh rick's former partner is helping the americans find hamanatra hamanatra rick's former partner and i just imagine them his ex in like an apartment together i would watch that sitcom watering their plants there was this meme uh, not a meme there was a tweet i saw the other day from a former writer on the show joey the Mm -hmm. the friends spinoff and he said when we found out joey was canceled we still had to write eight episodes to fulfill fill our contract oh, wow. and he said so for the second half of the final season i kept pitching a scene where joey would casually mention that his friends ross and rachel had died in like a plane crash <gasps> or i thought you were about to say that joey was gay and i was like yeah so funny i, I he's like should, we line. should have done that um anyway <laughs> sorry um why did i mention that why am i apologizing for your tangent i don't care <laughs> Oh no, I'm lost. It's okay. So they're in the desert. So they're in the they desert. They find Hamanoptera. They go into the they go into the tomb and they find Imhotep and he's still juicy. juicy. Which is Nathan's favorite part of it's the movie. My, it it is genuinely the funniest joke in the movie. Like I'm we almost had to pause I, it because I, I was laughing. I love how much at it. you love it. It makes me the delivery of the lion is so funny. The fact that he's described as juicy mm-hmm. instead of like fleshy or like, I don't know. There's just <laughs> everything about it is one of the perfectly crafted jokes in Hollywood history. I'm, I know that sounds like hyperbole. No, it's I mean, one of my favorite gags in a movie. I get it. It's funny. It's great. I remembered it when you brought up that moment. I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. Juicy. Juicy. Um, and, you know, as you do. Uh, in a movie of this type, Evil Dead, be, uh, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. you read the inscriptions to bring things back from the dead. And I love every time that they say, they either read from the book or they say something creepy, the wind blows. Oh, yeah, to the point where they actually lampshade it and Brendan yes. Fraser goes like, that happens a lot that out here. a lot out here. Uh, yeah, there's a lot I of fun. Like, there's a bit where Jonathan's like, what, you think you actually believe in curses? Mm-hmm. And then the wind just goes... I love when things are like I love meta shit like that. I love like I'm into wind. it. I love a spooky wind. I love self awareness. Uh, this is when we get the. We are forty minutes in. That's okay. I think we're. I I think we're fine. So they the so wind. We get, we, this is when we get our flesh eating gas. I like the like the acid. Oh, oh yeah, where they're like the booby trap. Here's the tomb. Let the peasants open this it. This was another big turn away from the screen moment for me. Sure. As a kid, uh, it's still pretty good. Um, it's a lot of there's a lot of bits that are ruined by having like 20 years removed from it, yeah. and the CGI is a little goofy. The CGI is. We kept ha- we kept commenting on the cgi when we watched it but yeah. like for 1999 pretty good pretty good on a 60 million dollar budget uh what hasn't aged quite well is are the scarabs yeah the bugs so how do you feel about the scarabs i still do not like them yeah. whether they look cgi or not like i i don't like them i don't like the thought like when they go into that dude's foot and go up his leg <sighs> yeah and into through his, his chest, chest into his head into his head yeah and then he runs into a he wall and dies He's got bug brain and he runs into the wall. Yeah. And I do classic I, bug brain. Classic. I I don't like it. I don't like to think about it. It's mm, Yeah, it's it intense. makes me itchy. And it, it like some of those scenes still creep me out now. Yeah. And um, there, like I said before, there are some jump scares in this mm-hmm. movie. We skipped over a, a couple in the like they're oh, yeah. like um Go for when it. we're first introduced to Jonathan 
in the museum. Oh sure, Jonathan he... jumps out holding a dead body holding like a, a, a mummy. Fucking Wait, asshole. You probably shouldn't do that. She says, "Do you have no respect for the dead?" No, he fucking doesn't. He doesn't. Um, but he's whatever. I'm fine with. He's a scamp. It's a good jump scare though. He is a scamp. Jonathan's um, the scamp of the film. He is. Uh him and Benny. Benny Johnny is maybe a more. Scam. We get the um one of the Americans gets his eyes and tongue ripped out. Yeah. We get the first in, encounter. Like, that scene freaked me out as a kid. And yeah. that's another one where I'm like, CGI is pretty dicey now. Sure. But there's some good stuff in it. Like, it's still, a, it's still a good reveal. He, you know, he patiently waits for her to turn him around to go like, my eyes. My eyes. My yeah. tongue. Um, we get the first encounter with the mummy where Rick runs in from off screen and doesn't see the mummy until he turns, which is yeah. really funny. And they have their little scream off, which I like. That's what I love. Like, I love that about, like, Brendan Fraser's performance is, like, he can still be kind of goofy. It's very arch. Yes. Yeah. Like, it's like, very, um, it's very cartoon hero or, like, it's like Scooby-Doo. My, it's Scooby-Doo. It's yes. Scooby-Doo. He's Fred. He is. Like it's he, come on, gang, let's split up. He's serious when he needs to be, but then he he can be goofy. I don't and know. And he looks great with an ascot. <laughs> looks so good, y'all. I'm we're not covering anything about this movie other than how hot everyone is. Everyone's so hot in this movie, and it seems like it was hot on set. Um, yeah, and uh, he he does. I think he pulls off the action so well. He does, and, and like, he does a lot of his own stunts. He does a lot of his own stunts. The the bits with him sword fighting towards the end of the movie, he had to actually like fully memorize the choreography so they could animate everything into frame. That's insane. Because the and and they had to be they had these giant, um, motion capture cameras, and the way that those worked was. Basically, they were like, okay, we have like 80 shots with this camera. We can do like two dozen special effect shots Mm -hmm. with it. And so they had to be very picky. So that's why we get all those really impressive one shots of him just stand like it. The camera doesn't break when he's around the altar sword fighting. Right. And they're just kind of animating around him. But it's done in a really interesting... The CGI is still kind of dodgy, but I think that his reactions work. Like, I think that they're very... He's never... Nobody in this is ever too scared. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like a theme park ride or or like a... We kept talking about stunt shows at, like, Mm -hmm. a theme park. Like, there's a vibe to this movie that is just, like... We're all having fun here, right? Right. Even yeah. in the scary bits. Yeah, and that's what that's that's that big Hollywood feel to mm-hmm. me. That that's like, yeah, it's scary, but we all know that everyone's gonna survive. Everyone right. that needs to survive is going to survive, right? Because it's a it's you know that big Hollywood flash movie. I don't know. Yeah, it, no, it, it is. It is. It it feels like a 1930s like adventure serial. Mm-hmm. Like tune in next week to see if Robin Hood's going to get out of this one or, yeah. you know, you know what I mean? They like even, they even ride off into, into the, the literal, sunset. literal sunset. Yeah. It's, it's, insane. it has the same vibe that I love so much about the Indiana Jones movies. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, which like as a kid, I, I'm such an easy mark for like big, like old school kind of Hollywood uh, adventure types. Mm-hmm. Like I loved James Bond and I loved Indiana Jones and, and Dick Tracy and I stuff like Indiana that. Jones. Absolutely. And I, and I think that this I movie is Jones. really close to like this movie does Indiana Jones 
better than the last Indiana Jones movie did. 100% agree. Yeah. 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 It's the same thing. I, I, I know you're not a fan of these, but like I, I think the Mission Impossible movies are doing Bond better than the last few Bond movies have. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I, I it, that's a tangent for another time and another podcast, another which podcast. I'm doing. Um, we were talking about this throughout the movie, but the movie kind of loses its shape after a minute. Yeah. Like we're introduced to, we were introduced to, we're reintroduced to Odin Fair as Ardeth Bay. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of saying like, here's what's going on with the mummy. Right. He wants everybody's uh, body parts. Uh, he wants to become human again so that he can be invincible and also resurrect his lost love. And he's bringing down all the plagues. There's a whole lot. Here's my question, though. Like, and I mentioned this briefly while we were watching it. Like, can he only take, like, a few body parts from certain people? Like, why does he... Great question. Why does he not get all of his body parts from one person? Like, does he not... Because you have that great scene where... Okay, so (laughs) you have that great scene where Benny shows up and he goes, he would like to thank you for your hospitality and also your eyes... And, and also your, your brain. Uh, yeah. And I, and then he's sucked dry. Right. Boy needs a lot of skin. I guess. He's just, mommy's just, Imhotep's just sucking away. I don't, I don't know. I have so <laughs> many questions. I need answers. Well, the movie is not interested in answering those questions. It not, just wants not. to give you one set piece. We get a whole sequence where half of Egypt is overrun with boils and they begin running through the streets. Half of Cairo, rather. Sure. They're running through the streets chanting Imhotep's name. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing they're fine after the movie. Yeah. And it was only like men. Right. We see we see the pyramids getting struck by meteors. Yeah. Like meteorite like comet. Yeah, it's yeah, it's plague season. And yeah, there's a lot of stuff that the movie's like, this would make a really great visual for the two minutes that we're focused on it. Yep. And then let's move to the next now it's time to get in a plane with uh the not Jim Broadbent. The weird old guy that wants to die. Wants to die. He just wants to die. This character Winston is Buck wild walks through a fountain twice. Walks through a fountain twice because some boss has spilled his drink. He's the most British character in the film. Uh, something that's very important to bed me. Bedknobs and broomsticks. Very much bedknobs and broomsticks vibe. Is that my knob? Sorry, that's my is favorite. That, line. Is that my plane? That's my favorite line from bedknobs and broomsticks. Is that my knob? Does that qualify for the show? No, it's oh, scary. Damn, is it scary. It could bedknobs and doomsticks would work. I loved bed knobs and broomsticks when I was a kid. That's one I don't have a memory of. <gasps> I loved it so Yeah. Much. I had this weird thing when I was a kid that The Mummy's one of the movies that broke me of it. Okay. Where I mostly wanted to watch cartoons. Oh, that's fine. Like animated films, sure. everything. And then The Mummy, The Mummy's one of those movies that came along and I was like, oh, live action can be fucking ridiculous too, huh? Yeah. Um, See, I've always been more of a live action kind of gal. I was never really a cartoon kind of gal. You know what broke me of it was when I was a kid, I would go over to my grandmother's house uh, a lot. My grandma, my great grandma Massey, and spend the night with her. It was like my favorite time. Like we'd watch a movie. Mm -hmm. uh, She'd make me breakfast in the morning. She would actually let me drink coffee, which was kind of cool. And I remember there was one night when I went over to to her house and she told my parents he can't bring another cartoon. 
it was she was just like i can't i just can't do just it can't, yeah. and i can't remember which one broke her of it so i was like okay and i brought batman 89 over <laughs> but that was like our in and so yeah. i would watch movies like the mummy and independence day and these like yeah. very goofy big budget yeah. like live action blockbusters yeah. which were are as close like the mummy is it might as well be a cartoon with like how much people are like yes. screaming and shooting yeah. guns and like it's so ridiculous and it still works for me like there's mm-hmm. a camp factor to this movie that works so well for me yeah um yeah, the movie kind of becomes like formless for a while until they decide that they have to go back to Hamanoptra to save Evie. Right. And that's when we get all of our because, fun swashbuckle stuff. Yeah, because Emotep has decided she looks like she a Noxunamoon. She looks like a Noxunamoon. She he, doesn't. She doesn't look anything like her. And, and then he's like, I have to use you to bring her back to life. Right. And then like he lays them out next to each other. So I'm yeah. like, okay, so obviously he knows that's not a Noxunamoon. Because then, he's, so then he strokes a Noxunamoon's face and says her name like yeah. he did to Evie earlier. It's, it's very weird. I don't know. I need to talk to somebody who can set me straight. Guys, if you know if you what know, Imhotep's plan was, why did he think Evie was? What's his deal? If you're like Imhotep's therapist, <laughs> why is he dressed like a suburban mom who sells Lularoe? Lularoe. Lularoe. He does. He looks like he's got like his big old cardi. He's, he's got wearing, like his beach cover up. He his just beach needs, cover up. He needs a white claw. And a day with his toes in the sand. He does, and well, and there's plenty of sand in this movie. There's so much, sand. including sand with his face on it. Yeah, um, which was like a beige. Which was everything's beige. It's uh, beige bays all around. Beige bays. Uh, but he, Brendan that was Frazier is beige bay. Beige bay, <laughs> Brendan Beiger. Um, there was this whole bit where guys, I'm sorry. So sorry. We're ridiculous tonight. There, it's also what 11 30 11 o'clock while we're recording this um there's a whole bit in the movie where they're being chased by a sandstorm with imhotep's face and that was like the poster for the movie was just like sand with a dude's mouth big sand mouth so evelyn cuts keeps imhotep from killing them by kissing him yeah she which, pulls she like pulls an o'connell which yeah which like wrecks his magic they get into the temple there's a whole bunch of fights there's a whole bunch of treasure and it, it i don't know the the movie kind of just becomes a series of people running around we, and we reading were, we started talking a lot during this part of the movie yes. Um, it's weird because this is like the final set piece and it wasn't the stuff that interested me. No. The stuff that interested me is mostly in the first half of the yeah. movie with them like getting to like know each other and their little their little meet cute. Right. And I, I think you even said this like there were there's a certain point in the movie where like I no longer really remember what happens. And, I, yes. and it's around this time because it, the movie kind This was literally falls something apart. you told me you were like the second that they open the tomb mm-hmm. is when you stop remembering the movie remember. because the most interesting stuff is Rick and Evie getting to know each other. Yes, it's all um, I really all I care about is, the is their chemistry y'all. is insane. It's so good. Um, but yeah, the, there's that wall. there's a there's a <laughs> there's a couple of fun little sword. I mean, the, the sword fights are fun, 
and yeah, Rick trying and I, to outscream a bunch of mummies is I fun. Love, I always love in movies where statues have actual swords instead of just oh sure, he, and he's able to detach it from the sword yes. and fight. It's so ridiculous. Um, it Unless is. hey, I scholars historians if let me know is, if i'm wrong if there are any archaeologists in the audience and you own a statue and sword you know that statues actually hold real swords, mail it to us let me know yeah send me your sword for proof send you send me your <laughs> send us your sword send me your sword um I yeah it. i mean they they read the right inscription from the book Right, just in time. Imhotep gets dragged to hell by a chariot ghost. Yeah, that and that effect is oof. dicey. Oof. Like it reminded me of Homeboy in Ghost getting pulled into the subway. Oh, girl, you in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> you girl, you in danger, girl. You in girl. danger, girl. <laughs> That's one we need to do for the show. Sorry. We should. We really I'm down. Do that one I'm for down. The show. It's not there's a couple actually kind of creepy bits. Um, the little demon guys are really scary. Yes. Yeah. And I've always said that. I hate a little demon guy. So speaking of little demon guys, uh, Benny gets eaten by scarabs. It's awful. Actually. It's, it's actually like the most upsetting yeah. part of the movie. Maybe. I, I really don't like Benny, but I think, I feel like he deserved better. His death is like, it's the worst. It's, it's, it's the harshest it's death. It's the most all upsetting. Them, I feel. Imhotep just gets stabbed. Right. And, and Benny it's... Benny gets trapped, terrified, almost crushed, which our claustrophobic asses yeah, could not hit. There was some know. as above, so below shit right yeah. here. And then eaten by scarabs yeah. when his like lamp goes out or his little torch. And then Rick's response is, goodbye, Benny. It's it's the only death where the movie actually makes you think about their death and takes its time. Yes, yeah. everyone else who dies, it's quick and we move on. But Benny's death, mm-hmm. you sit with it for a half second longer than the other ones. Absolutely, it's a bit harder. Yeah, but even though they didn't get any treasure, they get to smooch a bunch. Jonathan gets rejected by a camel. Aww, uh, and Oded Fair gets to be hot elsewhere in the desert and the movie just ends it does and And i kind of love that like the 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 fight's over so let's just i love a right off into the sunset yeah i really do last crusade style i love it very much yeah um so yeah we did cover the mummy we did in broad (laughs) strokes i mean this was this was one that we were like we can't really dig into this one so much just have like a love fest for it because it's a it's dumb. It is. It's it is. so fun. And 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 I gave you this analogy when you first got here. Sure. Why I okay. Think Ryan has a problem with the movie because there's so much in it. It doesn't oh, yes. know whether it's a horror or an action or a romance. I love it, this. And 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 Ryan had a big problem with that. And I I told him I I think the reason that you feel that way is because this movie is essentially the film version of a Chili's menu. <laughs> Where they've got yes. literally everything, everything on the menu. Do you want a margarita? Fine. fine. Do you want mozzarella sticks? Mozzarella sticks with your quesadilla? Fine. Do it. Fried green beans? Do it. You know, you want some salsa and a salad with ranch? And we probably have lobster? Fuck it. Do it. It's Tuesday. <laughs> But Ryan hates restaurants like that because he's like they can narrow they can't pick what they want. They can't decide who they are. Okay, Ryan sounds like a real Gordon Ramsay because <laughs> his whole deal is like you should have five good things on the menu. Exactly. 
But this movie, much like Chili's, has it all. And I love to go to Chili's. And maybe there's going to be a trivia night where you can uh, translate the Book of the Dead, yes. which is made of gold. This movie is the Chili's. Book of Amun Ra. I'm sorry. Of, I don't know what it's the Chili's of, but I'm here for it. It's the Chili's of films. It's the Chili's of our lives. The Chili's. <laughs> I think I actually think that is a brilliant. I know you're kidding. I know you're being silly. I think that's a brilliant analogy. It is the chilies of movies where it is just like, if you want a little bit of this and a little bit of that, go ahead, go ahead. You got it. Sit down, watch the mummy, watch the mummy. You might get scared. You might be awakened in some way. You might uh, end up. some things about yourself. You might end up with a poster of John Hanna on your wall, and just like be the biggest four weddings and a funeral fan of all time. Life is strange. Life is strange, <laughs> and you know what's even stranger is our little segments. Yes, per- a perfect segue. That was so good. So, guys, sometimes. You know, sometimes the movies don't really... I mean, I will say, The Mummy is a pretty self-explanatory title. It kind of covers everything. But, you know, maybe you don't feel like The Mummy really encapsulates everything. And maybe you think that it should have a better title. So we have a segment called, Oh, That's a Better Title. Ashley, what would be a better title for this movie? You seem to be chomping at the bit to tell me. (laughs) I literally just wrote down... Everyone is so hot. <laughs> the motion picture. I love it. That's good. That's so all my title was a riff on George of the Jungle, and sure. I went with Rick of the Desert. Okay, Rick of the Desert. <laughs> Rick's big day. Yeah, Rick's big day. Baby's like day it. out. Um, Rick's day out. So, and sometimes there's some, a lot of the movies we cover have one outfit that is just exquisite. Yes. And so uh, we want to talk about the outfit that we most covet in, oh, those are some killer threads. You go first. I want to hear yours first. Uh, I want Rick's whole ensemble. Okay. I mean, shit. I want That's the holsters. Really I want the I want the, the big old khaki pants. Okay. I want the big old boot moment. I want the white pants. I want the scarf. I want the hair. I want his chiseled you jaw. You want to look like Brendan Fraser. Guys, can I, can I put my... <laughs> mind in his body that's, much like chucky that's okay because i want to look like rachel weiss when she's wearing the black veil oh absolutely like when i was a teenage girl i was like i just want to look like her and i want boys to look at me like rick o'connell looks like, at her oh my god <laughs> yeah no when they when they have her she's all that moment and she's wearing it's good the the little black veil um, and she like walks dress. out with the ladies who clearly gave her a makeover which yes. is kind of fun uh-huh. i want to see that whole scene yes g- give me a montage of the other outfit she oh, tried on which by the way what do you think was the audition side was it the my oh. my father was an explorer my it, my it mother was egyptian it definitely was the drunk scene yes the, what is a girl like me doing in a no they're what is both a place like me doing in a girl like in this? a girl like this a they're both so good in that they scene are. yeah that's definitely that the, was audition the audition side. scene for sure um and then maybe somehow the mummy really freaked you out and you need something to relax afterwards or just a fun double feature. So we have, oh, that's a relaxing movie. Yeah. Um, what would you recommend people watch following the mummy 1999? I would recommend another Brendan Fraser movie oh. that I adore. Okay. Um, called Bedazzled. Yes. 
Uh, it really shows his range. Sure, sure. Ask me. Um, but no, I love that movie. I love all the different characters he plays. Um, Elizabeth Hurley's really Elizabeth good. Elizabeth Hurley's in it. so good. Um, I really enjoy that movie. It's a little silly, but like it's it's fun. very silly. It's so silly, yes. but like it's it's really fun. Um, and I do genuinely love it. Yeah. What's yours? Well, uh, if you thought the mummy in this one was uh, a little too upsetting, mm-hmm. maybe you could watch monster squad which is a movie from the 80s uh by written by fred decker that is essentially the goonies versus the universal monsters it's very fun it's a bunch of kids versus dracula the gill man wolf man and the mummy it's and frankenstein it's very fun i thought you were about to say um that Disney Channel original movie, Under Wraps. Do you remember that oh, one? Oh, I forgot about that one. Sure. Like the Luck boy. of the Irish. <laughs> that was one, like the little boy, like his best friend is like a mummy. Is that what that the plot of that one is? Under I never wraps? saw that one. Yeah, he like somehow like discovers a mummy and they become like BFFs. Hey, mummy. Hey, mummy. What a mummy. Are you my mummy? <laughs> um. Anyways. So, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, that's The Mummy. The Mummy, 1999. And uh, this is just... The be- much like death, this is only the beginning. <laughs> only the beginning of the cozy, <laughs> of horror, the cozy month. horror month. We are so excited for November. Um, yes, lots we- of fun stuff. Maybe not always this tipsy, but definitely always, always this, this happy. And I think. definitely always this hot. Like, there's some gorgeous people coming up. So next week's movie has uh, some of my favorite pretty people of the '90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know what you did last summer. I'm so excited. I'm so hype because this is a movie that I watched a lot in my teens. And um, it's also weirdly timely because there's a new TV series of it, which you watched a few minutes of and we'll we'll, we'll get into. Yeah, we'll talk about it. I mean, I guess you guys can tell what she thought of it (laughs) so that she only watched a few minutes of it. got through the first 13 minutes. Um... But yeah, and those were her 13 reasons why she didn't finish it. Um, so yeah, uh, next week, I know what you did last summer. I, I can't wait. This I'm this so is one excited. that I think is, you know, The Mummy I love, but mm-hmm. I know it's really goofy. Yes. I know what you did last summer. I'm excited to revisit it because I remember it being legitimately very good. Yes. Um, yeah. But this is one I haven't watched in maybe a decade. I haven't watched it in a really long time. And it's one that I remember, like, I remember watching horror movies with yeah. my dad when I was a kid. But, sure. like, it, the, I know what you did last summer and films that came out at that time was kind of like, I don't know, when I made the decision that I do really like horror movies. Same. You know what yes. I mean? There's one that's coming up in a couple of months that kind of followed in its wake that mm-hmm. I, I I feel the same way about. Um, I yeah, we've got some really fun stuff coming up, but mm-hmm. I I think I know what you did last summer is a big touchstone for both of us. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, watch the Mummy if you didn't, and then re-listen to this. And yeah. then go <laughs> Can watch you imagine having listened to this, to this shit without watching the movie? If you um, did, I'm sorry. Um, and then go watch I Know What You Did Last Summer yeah. and tune in next week mm-hmm. for our episode. Yeah. If you guys know of a movie that we should watch for the show, yes. um, send us an email at... Oh, that's a scary movie at gmail.com. Or you can DM us at Otasm Podcast on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So anyway, guys, uh, until next week, be good. Be good. Bye. 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 <laughs>